0: So I'm going to play a clip for you, Um, which gets it modeling, but I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if I'll be able to show you and play it, so I'm going to get the sound here, but I'll try. I'll do my best to try to make that happen. I'm waiting with... We're in low... We're low tech here. We're low tech tech. Uh, That's not going to work. I can move. Oh, I can flip it upside down. There we go. Hold on. And the screen flips.
1: Thank you! You think
0: so? So if you're still watching, I mean, I, I think the music is enough to keep people tuned
2: in, probably not my stories, but I, I'm guessing unless you're a hardcore horror fan, you might see this guy from time to time and be like, what is he doing in there?
1: Adam Green, take one.
2: I had met Adam through mutual friends, and he was nice enough to help me on my first feature, Happy Birthday, which Stephen was in and, and helped promote and didn't ask for a thing in return, because that's how he is. But I knew Adam was a mega fan, and um, I asked him to come work with me with Steven on some character stuff,
1: and I I had no idea what was going on with him at that time. But this story is the epitome of who Steven is. Yeah, Um, all right, so we always close with a thing called the Steven Tyler Congratulations. All right, well, it's a tradition always end with a thing that we call the Steven Tyler Congratulations. So, dude, thank you so much for doing this. We, you know, we always end with the Steven Tyler congratulations. Now, you actually you've met Stephen Tyler, of course, because you worked with Liv. I did, uh, and, uh, and
0: he, he he hugged me and said, "Oh my God, man, what a beautiful film! Such a beautiful, beautiful film." Was this after the super uh, after the super so premiere? You know, we, you know
1: what that's like. That was the greatest thing of all time because I love Stephen Tyler. Casey was making a, a movie that Stephen was going to be in. I mean, what's that supposed to mean, huh? At that time. I was at the absolute lowest point in my life Uh, just a a few days before um, one of my best friends and co-stars on my TV show had died and then my wife left me uh, eight days after that and then the network that my TV show was on got swallowed up in a merger every bad thing that can happen at once. So I was at rock bottom. And, and that was probably the only thing that could have gotten me out of the house at that point. Uh, at least I was smart enough to go. And we're sitting there and he says, hey, you know what, man? I, I forgot to say congratulations. And I was like, for for what? And he said, what do you mean for what? Your, your movies, your TV show, your studio, all, all that you've done. Has anyone ever said congratulations? And it, it it kind of changed everything. And he went on to explain. He said, see, that's the problem. man. as artists, it's always about what didn't go right, what's next, how can it be better? It's about, you, you can't ever become complacent, but it's, it's never good enough. And it's such a struggle and we beat ourselves up. And every now and then, it's our job. We gotta look each other in the eyes and say, no, man, look what you've done. And for him, I think it was Robert Plant who had called him and just said you know what Steven congratulations on 40 years of music where it finally hit him like what he had done and in a lot of ways he kind of saved my life because after that moment instantly I felt like I I had I I was worthy of living and that I, I had done something with myself and it wasn't all over just because of everything bad that was happening and it it just it started to turn everything around because I started to take his advice and pay it forward.
0: that song uh well pretty much everybody <laughs> um
2: that's a good version of that too
0: so that's that's with a nashville band no i know he did the he country put, he did
2: the country no, i know yeah it. the documentary did great. you see that I was the documentary and the, and the album is great yeah he does a country record and people are like what are you doing in nashville and then he worked i'm trying to think of it a no his
0: bandmates first joe perry was like yeah right whatever man
2: but he worked with these. Um, like, they're
0: called the Love and Mary.
2: Yeah, they really this these kind of like unknown, struggling.
0: Um, yeah, they have chick artist, chick, r- chick right, bass player. And they and yeah. it,
2: like you want to work with these guys? They're and the album is really good. There's, I would say, yeah. there's like, six like really good songs that you're like, man, Aerosmith could have blew the, blown these
0: up. <laughs> you
2: know, like, and they're great. Don't get me wrong. Well, but, but then you.
0: they would have Aerosmithed them.
2: Correct. Well,
0: yeah. So that's the problem. That's Right. That's the problem. Then in the Aerosmith them. And you know, there's a couple of things to be said about that. One is, I think this is the epitome of what we're talking about in tennis rockers. Okay. I'm going to let that sit for a second. This is the epitome of what we're talking about in tennis rockers. And by that, I mean that, you know, first of all, um, we, I believe, I think we both believe in like the mashup, you know, like what can we bring from other areas of life? into this game of tennis and have it impact tennis and change tennis in a positive way, right? What can, we, what can we do? And you see like Steven Tyler breaking out of his mold and just going into a totally different direction with his music. You know what I mean? It's not different. It is very different. It's a radical departure in the tone. The instruments are a lot the same. But, I mean, bringing in mandolin and banjo and stuff that, you know, or Aerosmith never would have brought in or would have brought in once in a song somewhere, you know, and maybe shoved it on the B side. So I think it's epitome of tennis rockers in the mashup, you know, bringing in different things. But I think it's also the epitome of tennis rockers that we're talking about um, collaborating with different people and and different things and um sort of uh looking for people who want to be the elder states person. And that's what really Steven is with all these people because he gets with this band, The Love and Mary, and then he's kind of like he's just hanging out with them. He's not on the rock star trip. He's not, you know what I mean? He's not on the I'm a high performance coach trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like he's he's just hanging out. He just wants to hang out and write some play some music and and, and have some fun and, and, you know, play with some different people and just do some different stuff. And it was funny because the guy who did the documentary is a guy who's worked for him for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. been on the road with him and a lot. And he basically was like, I've never seen Steven happier. And that's what a lot of the people, another a manager of his, she was like, yeah, I haven't seen him this happy <laughs> in a long time. Because, you know, it just I, I haven't. So um, I also brought it up because the third part about the tennis records thing is modeling. And it's kind of like, look at the model that this guy is. He's at this time, he's 70 years old, 69, 70 years old. And he looks amazing. Me. <laughs> he looks, he looks better than people. I know at like 30, right? <laughs> it's crazy. How good he looks. Right. It, well, it's not, it's, it's also, he does have a fair amount of mobility and he's not, you know what I mean? He's not like, <laughs> Hmm. There's another guy who, you know, <laughs> You know who we, I think we all know would bark at the moon, so to speak, and he's like <laughs> walking on. Are in, you referencing in, Ozzy? In almost a <laughs> wheelchair. You know what I mean, because he's so messed up. I mean, we love him, but you know. Anyway, I'm a huge
2: Ozzy fan. But as no, Zach, no, but as Zach
0: says, you know, where is Oz? He's getting the band aids put on. You know what I mean? And that's well. The joke is when when like
2: when he's on, just prop
0: him up. Like, right. stand him up like a, a statue. Right. Or, or like, one of those cardboard I mean, cutouts that has, like, the little, like, s- s- stiff piece of cardboard in the middle yeah. that stands you up. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, I, I thought he's the epitome of mobility, right? He they, they talk in there. They hint a little bit in the documentary about how the guy, the first time one of the players went to his house and he had all this, like, organic stuff, high-end organic food, and they're eating it. And it was so intimidating because he's like, I, th- I I, was so intimidated. I was making myself a sandwich. I was so intimidated. All I did was make a mustard sandwich because he was he was like, you know, what is all this stuff? And it's like he'd never seen this. So anyway, like different colored lettuce. And so that's the epitome of tennis rockers, like mobility and health. But then the other thing is, is that what kind of a model is this guy making? And that's really where I turn to. Like, he's the quintessential rock star he's got the rock pants and the rock shirt and he's got the long hair and you know he's 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 physically modeling to people for future generations like this is what it means to be a rock star right this is what it means you got the you got the microphone and you got the and you're you're holding on to it and you're singing and your passion you bring a passion you bring a level of energy and excitement you just you and you engage your senses and you try to project those senses onto the crowd so that people are like, I get it. Oh, that's so cool. You're modeling that. And then I juxtapose that with like being on the court yesterday and I was watching a lesson in with somebody else and, and I like this guy, I like the pro and everything, but it just got me thinking. I was like, what are we modeling here? You know what I mean? Because on the other side of the net, the kid is, you know, everybody's doing kind of the fly swatter. The pro's almost doing a fly swatter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's a low energy lesson. I get it. You know what I mean? At some level, maybe he's matching that kid's energy. I don't know. You'd have to tell me if that's if that's something that a pro does. You match the kid's energy. but
2: Well, of course, level of interest if you know they don't practice, you know that you're they're there, you like the person, you like the kid. And you know that they, they like you, but they don't love it. And it's something that they're doing to get them out of the house. Okay. So, so no, but you all, don't... I think the, Hold the I think the other thing also is too. So, there's that element. And there's also, I'm going to be standing for the next 10 hours. I've got to... Oh, and I've got a, a high school player coming up after this. You've got to conserve your energy. And again, I, and I do think that people have to consider that, that if you want to... Your, you know, I always say you get out of it what you put in, right? And if you want your pro to be like, Yeah, man, then you got to be like, I'm ready to move, not, Oh, wow, that's way over there. I can't get that.
0: Really? Yeah, so I have yeah, a question I think for
2: you. There's a, I'm saying this. So if I bring it, yeah, and I'm, and you give me nothing back, uh-huh. you know, that, well, I'll get rid of you as a student, but there. So, right, so but, some, I, but I get some guys and, 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 and women or coaches are like, You know what? I'll do it, but they'll eventually just kind of f- uh, flare out, you know? So that's we got a I couple things
0: it. going on. One, you mentioned self-preservation, right? Now I'm not talking about getting out there and blasting the crap out of the ball for 40 minutes with a student. That's not into it, but I am talking about when I talk about modeling and that's why I use the Steven Tyler example, because this is a tennis rocker all. but also because um, you didn't have to, to do what Steven did. Yes. You have to be brave, but you you don't have to do a ton of movement to still represent and model what a rock star is, right he's not doing the splits jumping off of a drum riser right he's he's but he's still driving the ship and still singing and the whole thing and I guess what I'm getting at is I didn't see modeling like this is how we walk onto the court. this is how I want you to prepare yourself on the other side i i I it's important that you that you kind of have a bounce that you kind of you don't have to go crazy and, and hit everything and just go nuts like you're at a slam. But this is what I expect. Right. And I expect you to hold yourself up with good posture. OK. Hold and on. I so, expect so, that when you take a swing. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's these things. It's on and on and on all the way through. It's your it's your level of play. And I expect that you have you start to develop somewhat of a fluidity of movement, which we talked about, right? And 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 just modeling that. That's so what you're saying is you were getting visual cues
2: from the coach slash pro of complete disinterest. And it's kind of mirror. Unfortunately, it's it's mirroring. It's
0: mirroring. It's mirroring back what you what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So then I do agree with you. And then I guess my question is, should the coach be doing that or should the coach be sort of saying, actually, that's not tennis and you'll never really enjoy the sport if this is how you're going to approach it. And so you need to take it more seriously and you need to have a stance and you need to walk a certain way and you need to carry yourself a certain way and you need to position yourself a certain way and you need to get into your movements a certain way none of this is breaking out in a pile of sweat well i right? think you, but i think you need to break down
2: there's two types of coaches that i've seen well there's more than that but let's I'll, can we just address two yeah one is somebody that loves the game to the point where they can't wait to share it with other people and other coaches. And they're talking about like the technique still 30 years later, 40 years later, we're still like, since we were kids like, Oh, but you know, on that back end, you know, what do you think about this? And I was, I was messing around with this and there's an excitement and interest in the intrinsic value of learning the game on its own. Then there's the coach. And then that person comes to coaching me like they're already, they're already in on the game fully. Then there's the person that liked to compete, and tennis was their chosen sport. So they're the first ones that want to demonstrate to a class. If there's a multiple coaches, and we're co-coaching, and like we're going to demonstrate, that person is like, oh, I'll do it. I'll show you. I'll show you. They're the one that wants to jump in immediately and show you what it looks like and look how good I am because, and I'm not bagging that they're a bad coach, but there's this thing that they're not coaching because they want to propagate this amazing sport. They, they still are competing in their head. I don't, know, I don't even know if I'm explaining this. No, properly. no, no, I get it. And they're, I was going to say it bugs
0: you as a person who loves, loves it, it. It bugs you to see that to some degree because it feels like self-flagellation or it feels like when you see that, it feels like it feels false. It feels like, well, you're not really doing this for every, but for, for, well, you're doing it the, for the student, you're, you're doing, doing it for the, the benefit of you
2: and the paycheck you're not doing cause you love, you don't love coaching people. You you personally like tennis and you like com- competition. Mm-hmm. And then you just happen to coach,
0: right? right?
2: Now there's people that do both that are all in on both sides. I've and
0: seen some people that just love tennis and they just coach, but they're not going to give you academy level interest.
2: Well, but right, but Let's that's I don't that want to get into all the little subsections of it. But, in, but I'm saying, but for those, there's those two
0: no but I'm the reason I'm bringing that up is I'm trying to figure out why so what you seem to be saying is that only the coach are either of these coaches going to be modeling for you because the, the coach that I saw the third coach is a different kind of coach I think he likes he loves the sport to some degree i don't I don't get the sense that he played in that capacity but he's but he's not bringing it he he, he's more the therapist coach, which he's, he's a really nice guy. I mean, I really like this guy, but at the same time to see him with the role model and then showing that example to his students where he's just kind of lackadaisical or just kind of like body posture is not right. He's not really being crisp in his movements or he's not being, do you know what I mean? Articulating and not, you know, I have a question for modeling it
2: in that. Is he like that? With all his students that you've seen? I see him. yeah. So so it's like, it's not just, because we had talked about in earlier episodes about you shouldn't really call out a coach unless you really know what's going on, because there are times where yeah. my lesson doesn't look like a lesson. Looks because, like a therapy session, yeah. Or, or, or just, they're on the bench a long time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. well, that's kind of what they want to do, and right now, that's like the you know, pulling up some pine is the best thing for him. No, right I've now.
0: seen him for a year. And okay, I, so yeah. this is
2: it's not just one kind of student, one particular no, student. Okay, no. it's across the board. So that's his affect.
0: But this is not right. But this is not to bag on him. That's not the point. No, but
2: is that motivating somebody to really do the deep dive into tennis, or is that apathy or that kind of laid back with my mind on my money, you my money my mind kind of attitude? helping the student or is it just kind of keeping them in this status quo does it elevate them to want to dive deeper is that where you're like so we talk about modeling i you see steven tyler and he ready right here i am i'm 50 years old this week
0: happy birthday thank you
2: and steven tyler
0: birthday to you happy birthday to you I, know, I, do birthday to I do you smell like never mind. I, I happy do. birthday Actually, to you <laughs>
2: yeah so i look at steven tyler mm. At seventy, yeah, and 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 I've, I hear people say to me, oh, you know, I'm just you know old dog, and I'm like, old dog. <laughs> I, like I see St- and Ozzy too. Like they're releasing new albums, pursuing new things, right. and they're vibrant and they and this is modeling. So that tells me. I've got another 20 years of songwriting ahead of me. I've got another 20 years of tennis. i got another 20 years of climbing trees with my kids (laughs) and their kids if they have them and I become a grandparent. I'm not going to be that guy that is doing the curly shuffle, the Aussie walk on stage and not being able to, so here we go, right? What are the things that you believe in? And I think that your posture and your attitude, your emotional output to people comes back with the kind of person that you are. When I see someone that's kind of flat, their bodies tend to be frumpy. Their movement is not direct. It's not energetic. They're they're more apathetic. They're more passive. They're the first ones that when a ball is hit a little bit out of three or four steps from them, they kind of reach and like, oh, right? But then when you have something that's overly excitable and to the point where they're so in, where they're overplaying, right? Then they identify as like, well, I'm the sports person. I'm the sports person. Well, Sporty Spice can't slow down so they're running into the ball. They can't t- take it down a notch to mentally prepare so you see these 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 archetypes if you will mm-hmm. these these are
0: you talking coaches or players i'm
2: about players uh-huh. in on the court that you can see through personality right what they're going to play like
0: but regardless of personality this is the point i'm trying to make where i think we're doing a disservice and this is not the only coach i've seen do this <laughs> so this is not but that hold on but that's what the coaches are doing the exact same thing you're you're Right. But, and I don't care. I, I mean, I care. I, I'm trying to get at that. I think we're doing everybody a disservice when we're not coaching that way, when we're not being more deliberate in demonstrating that aspect. Every, you know, you could have a guy who's like, what I'm coaching. I showed him the forehand or I showed him the backhand or I showed him to volley or I showed him the serve, but that's not, all that's that's not all that should be there or could be there or would make it. So my point is, is that I, I understand there's different types there's different personalities. I understand all that, but I'm just getting at, shouldn't we be modeling that at every turn at every point in turn, regardless whether the student is like, I actually think for the student that is lackadaisical or is kind of like not really into it or not, whatever, but you still send them home with a message that this is the sport. And if you want to respect the sport, but also have some interest and really develop, you're making a choice to be here right now. You're making a choice to be here on the court, right? Even if your parents pushed you into this lesson, you're making a choice to be here. So if you're going to be here, this is how we show up. Maybe that's it. This is how we show up. Right, and this is how we this is how we show up. you. If if you if Steven, if Stephen Tyler came out there and wasn't wearing any of the stuff Stephen Tyler wears, and he'd cut all of his hair, and he just got there in front of the microphone and was like, and <clears throat> and he just did this whacked out thing. People are like, is that Stephen Tyler? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. Well,
2: there's something else you're not. Oh, say- but he showed up. But there's something you're not saying in that. Then then he's a disingenuous person because. That means he only has his show clothes on when he's performing. The thing is, Steven Tyler is Steven Tyler all the time. And that, either people like that or they don't.
0: Well, I get that, but how does that transfer?
2: Well, I'm going to get there. Oh. So you're asking, you're talking about asking pros. He's very defensive about pros. No, I'm not being defensive because I'm actually going to throw them all under the bus because I'm going to go with things that are really irritating. There are pros that are so self-absorbed that when they're done with the lesson, they just throw their cart into the ballroom, all uneven, hoppers upside down, things falling out with no regard. And then the same person will come in the next day and be like, who left the cart like that? <laughs> I'm like, you did, you moron. You're." I watched you do it. And right. we have video cameras too, which is such right. a joke. Put the cards back, and this is every single club on the planet yeah. for 50 years, that they're the pros that are always cleaning up, and they're the pros, that right, we have, we have bins for old tennis balls that don't bounce. Do any of the pros put them in there? I see, now. I'm getting annoyed. No, they put them on the bottom of the cart and then they pile up. Okay, and they, okay. So hold on. So why is that? Because it's a me, 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 me sport. And I'm going to get to your modeling in a second. You have people, th- these kind of coaches to me were the overly competitive ones that were all about the, the W's and L's. They're the ones that are... All about the, they it's weird. you watch them coach and they look like they're not interested or they're apathetic, but the minute you're like, "Hey, you want to play a couple points it's It's like they went from Steven Tyler cut hair with the, with the suit into Steven Tyler rock star. it is It's like Clark Kent, right they they, they switch out into their superhero costume, and they're ready to rock, and then it's like when it comes to the teaching aspect of it, because there's no competitive element to it. So you're asking a coach who can only deliver it in a competitive atmosphere while they're actually performing much like a rock star and then say, I want you to take that into a one-on-one lesson with a 10-year-old Who would rather be playing video games and actually, there's they they don't know how to bridge that gap. You're really talking about, and this is what I'm saying of like, I don't think elite coach, elite players should be coaches.
0: No, 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 hold on. But at the same time, they can't model, as I'm telling you. I don't, I don't, I disagree. Okay. I think they can model because they do that when they approach. When it's their time, when they're when it's ready, their time to be the rock star, to play the points you're talking about, to do the thing, they don't they they show up differently, which is what you just said. So if they show up differently, then why is it we can't ex- tell them that it's expected that you show up to model for those students? You show up that way. It doesn't mean you have to be aggressive and you have to be all this. Other stuff. I'm talking about. Hey, when they show up to play points, they bring their bag onto the court, they put it down a certain way, they prepare themselves, they get out there, they do stand, they, they've do they got the clothes on, they're properly prepared, they're ready, they're, they're focused, right? Because they want to win, I get it, but I'm just saying, then when they walk onto the court and they actually physically are present, they carry their body a certain way, right? They they get into like a competitive stance or whatever. But the point is is that you're transmitting that. Oftentimes people what do they say? Like people understand maybe twenty percent of what you said, but eighty percent of what you did, they can they can see what you're doing. They can see clearly and they're processing all of that. So when you walk on the court, and the point is is that when you're giving your lesson, and I don't care if it's a hand feed or it's a feed drill with your with your racket or whatever instead of just like standing there, you know, wristing it and being like, all right, here we go. Bing. Okay. Bing. All right, good. Looking good. Bing. Bing. It's more like it's more like okay, here we go. Boom and and showing the body, the body language and showing the body gesture and really modeling exactly what you're expecting them to do. I don't think that uses a ton of energy. I think that those people who are competitive and would show up like that in a match could be told, listen, this is what we're expecting, again, from the club. I know that's not a good thing to say. But the point is, is that it could show up from the club and the club says, listen, when you have your lessons, you really, I expect that you walk onto the court in a certain way, you carry yourself as if you're in competition. You do that and you you transmit, you're transmitting unknowingly, whether you know it or not through your body language, you're transmitting how you, the seriousness of the sport and how serious you take it. So if you're a competitive person, I think that's a perfect opportunity to spread the word don't? and, and model that, you know. You've clearly never taught at a club. <laughs> you're
2: asking. I just gave you the example yeah. of. So putting, you're saying
0: it can't change.
2: When you put four hoppers in a cart and you
0: put the handles
2: face down <laughs> into the balls.
0: Dude, what do you think I see at my club all the time? No, no, I got it. And then they fall out. Not just that, but there's balls all over the floor, and I pick up all the balls. No, no, listen, I got it, but you just... And I have to separate them. Oh my them God, can green. I finish? No, you can't finish. Go ahead. You
2: just you just had this great idea, which I don't disagree with, Okay, what I, but you're not going to change it because of the people that you have. This, Listen, I've been doing this for 20 years. The people that don't put the hoppers in correctly are this... And they've told every meeting... Guys, we need to keep the room and the same people clean it up and the Mm. same people mess it up consistently. It's just just so we all gave up because the people that don't listen, don't listen. Hey, we need you to to act a certain way. They don't do it. Stop.
0: That's great. You've been teaching for 20 years. Now I'm going to teach you some business lessons. Please. It's your job to do that. And if you don't do that, there will be financial consequences for you. Do you understand? Yes, I think that should happen. Do you understand? Is that clear? So this is what's expected of you. Right. So when you show up, this is what's expected of you. And if you can't do that, there's financial consequences, which could be and lead up to your termination. Is that clear? That changes the conversation very quickly. And the person is like, okay, okay, well, wait a second. You know, CC, but that's, but I see. Now that's and a, I know that's the stick, and that's pretty harsh. No, no, no. There's probably a middle no, ground.
2: No, 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 but hold on. I think that's got legs because that's a comp competitive stance, right? That's the other guy on the other side of the net going, there's a consequence here. This is a win-lose situation. Oh, hold on. I think you just hit the nail on the head. When it's shade of gray, I got some flexibility, right? We, it's the pros that show up one minute before their lesson, right? There's someone that didn't plan. And then they're like, Where, where's my cart? There's no balls. Why weren't you here 15 minutes ago? So, but
0: I think part of that is that- right? Do
2: you get what I'm saying? Hold on. I get it. So, so that personality is, if you're not here 10 minutes before your lesson ready to go with your cart ready mm-hmm. to rock, you're right, you're gonna get dinged 25 bucks. We saw that you were running late, You weren't here
0: but not just that let's take it a step further if you arrive 20 minutes earlier or whatever you're there before your lesson when your student comes comes into the facility right it's your job to escort them to the court and model for them how they should approach the court
2: you, well no it doesn't work that way
0: because I'll it you, doesn't work that way it could work that way uh, just because it doesn't doesn't uh-huh. mean it yeah, but, but again,
2: you're going from a stance of you haven't been <laughs> you haven't been teaching a variety of classes and people long enough Uh to see what the problems are. So you're going from a pie in the sky. Yes, this would be great in application that itself would be very difficult. I'm between classes and privates and the way people are, it won't work. Just, it, it, it's that, fine if it's that, not that. the pro
0: that models how you come in the facility, then it's somebody who it's somebody who's in uh, who's at uh, administration, who's at the front desk, who's like, hey, welcome to the club. Glad to see you. You're gonna be taking your lesson with Coach So and so. When you go down to the court, this is the way we expect ooh, you to proceed. Ooh, ooh. This <laughs> Hold is re- on.
2: Hold on. Hit the smuggles button. This is a good one.
0: Hmm? Oh, oh no. no! Oh the sound no. was down. Someone no, turned my son. It's broken! Oh, oh. Oh my gosh I, you were, th- are you okay Oh
2: my God. i thought I, I lost my smarticles do
0: i need to call i don't know I, it got turned down I just, oh shit. Huh.
2: a tenant forget the front desk i think it person. got turned down
0: because it was streaming yeah. the music from upstairs why
2: don't <laughs> No, no so we're ready, here we're we go very again. professional here tennis concierge that's what you're talking about someone that comes in and is there and not necessarily for everybody because because there's remember
0: there. are But don't you when you go to a hotel and you experience a concierge, doesn't it actually change your like interactions just a little bit because you're sitting behind. There's this guy or woman behind the desk and they're perfectly manicured and they've got this whole thing and they've got this whole shtick, and this whole whatever. And they're like, hello, how may I help you today? And you're like, you're like, uh, mm, well, I was wondering if there's a good deli in this neighborhood uh, that you'd recommend. (laughs) All of a sudden you're changing your tune because they're modeling they're sort of setting the tone for how this interaction's going to take place. They're not like, "Yeah, what's up?" Right? They're not they're not doing that, right? So don't you I think you're right. You're onto something when you say the tennis concierge.
2: And that person would be able concierge. to answer that person should not only be able to answer questions on pros who you'd fit with, that person could answer questions on stringing. They would have to be knowledgeable about rackets themselves. Maybe they are the stringer. Maybe somebody that's really good at stringing and knowing about shoes. I mean, I've got yeah. my, my people at the club that this person strings my racket. That's it. And I tell my sons, you go to that person. You don't, just just go. He'll know everything. Right. Just do it and do what he tells you. Well, what do you think? I said, don't ask me. <laughs> just Because... What I do is I go to him and say, what should I do? And then I'll say to him, what were the strings you put in my racket? What's the tension? And then I'll say, have you tried these shoes? Have you thought about – and on that aspect, that person would be the perfect tennis concierge. And they – But, but, ahead, sorry, but they, no, they have
0: to model the, – The I want to get back to, though, it's not just making great suggestions. It's modeling – No, yes, I get that. It's modeling –
2: the look of the club. The Not just the,
0: the look and feel of the club, but the purpose and the intent behind what you're going to do before you walk onto the court. And when you're on the court, the purpose and intent, because that's really important. And I, and I think that's what's lacking to a certain degree, too. I think that's where tennis is kind of taking a backslide to some degree, because it's just a free for all out there. And I think that there is no reinforcement of that purpose. and intent. I mean, you know, like like Wimbledon, for example, there's a huge set of like everything they have not changed that at all there have been guys who rail on it who are like i gotta wear white hate this right i gotta wear a collar can't stand this stupid like there's all these guys who do that right but at the end of the day they're not changing and they're like nope this is the purpose and the intent of this and then there's people who are like it's so small What's the point of this whole thing? And then there's all this pageantry stuff, and there are these people, and then there's the dance afterwards. They're not changing a thing, and and it's good that they haven't because they're setting the purpose and the intent of it. And it's also tradition. But by right. doing it, they've kept the sacred part of it, and they've kept the status. That's the thing that we're we're forgetting. They've kept the status of the whole thing. It's not to say oh it should be elite. I'm just saying. The status is like, it's a privilege to be playing in the tennis court, especially up north where you oh, can't get is, tennis time or this whatever. This is
2: interesting. Okay. Let's, let's do each major. I'll say, this will be, be like the old TV show Pyramid where I say words and then you have to guess what I'm referencing. I'm not, I don't know. It's do you remember that? Pressure. No. Okay. Here's uh, one. Here's one. It's just, it's just, Pause. Pause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tail. Mellow. Sleeping couch. Who am I referencing? My dog. Truman, yes. (laughs) That's your dog. Okay, so this would be ready. So I will say the major and give me the word that to you is like that one word sums it up. Okay? So Wimbledon.
0: I guess white. Or grass.
2: No, but I guess not a description though of like, I'm not looking for like the
0: i failed the game
2: no what it oh. means like what what, what does <laughs> wimbledon equals what it equals tradition
0: yeah i okay. guess so
2: okay mm,
0: yeah. what us open equals i guess they all say tradition don't they I,
2: yeah but see
0: U.S. us open is edgy edgy i guess so yeah yeah
2: okay what's the australian open
0: mm, hot <laughs> yeah boiling hot boiling okay french open yeah clay dirty ah dirty ball dirty ball Um, you're right there's
2: there's in a weird way because there's i think there's equal excitement in the french as there is in the new york new york already has like i'm not kidding even when i watch the u.s open on tv you're you're still like there's an energy coming off of that because it's New York, right? That's kind of played. But that you, way. have you
0: ever seen the um, have you ever seen the Black Court Open at Madison? Oh yeah, so they have a different. Yeah. They have another. I, they don't call it the Black Court Open. It's the Black Court though at Madison Square Garden, and um, they have it now. They've had it the last few years. It doesn't have the same feel as the U.S. Open, and you're gonna be like, well, yeah, of course not. But it's Madison Square Garden, man. So it's like okay, so, so it's, there you go though with, with energy
2: and modeling something so let's say also that modeling is marketing that when you turn on Wimbledon you're not like oh it's vibrating out of the screen you're thinking right. like there's the queen and here've got my you know morning and everyone's got their mm. uh, their sun hats on right their sunday hats yeah. it, there's a there's a very breakfast breakfast at Wimbledon right right and new york is at night nightlife
0: Edgy, right? No, no, no. New New York is no. New York is the crowd will turn on you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) they're like White Sox fans here. It's like mob rules. You know what I mean? the 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 crowd will turn on you if you're not, you know, whatever. And, um, but yeah. So I guess I just don't want to get too far afield from this because I I feel like I haven't properly encapsulated the point I'm trying to make. No, but this,
2: this, no, but these these majors are marketing like steven Tyler. And that's where they're not changing it. They're, they're sticking to a certain way. And what we were trying to say is, I was actually saying this is not possible because you're trying to motivate people that cannot be motivated to do this based on how they're wired. But then you're saying the facility should come in or the organization for the marketing like they do for Wimbledon and say, no, there's a, there's a financial penalty here for you not following these sort of rules. And here are the rules. At Wimbledon, this is what we wear. This is what we do. At the US Open, this is how it is. And this is how we market it. Here at this club, this is is how you're going to put the balls away. And if you don't do it, you're gonna be financially tagged for that's, it.
0: No, that's right. I, I, I don't you're, think that's you're far fo- off. No, you're focused on the the coach to coach thing. I'm talking about the coach to student thing.
2: I'm no, no, I'm, ge- I'm getting that. But, okay. but once you set that precedent for the coach, then you say, okay, now here's part two. So this is how you act within the structure of dealing with us and your coworkers. Now, this is what we expect when you deal with your students. And again, if you don't meet these expectations, there's going to be a financial hit. And if that's not a motivator is what you're saying, then it's bye-bye.
0: Right. And you see this, you see this, listen, this is not that, you know, in the military they do this, you know, this is how you show up you show up with a clean pressed uniform and shiny shoes and you're in your full dress or you're or this is how you show up to what we're going to do. This is how you show up and this is how you're expected to behave. And this is what you're expected to do. And, um, it, I, I just get the sense in watching a lot of lessons for the last six, seven years. I just get the sense that we've lost a lot of that form and purpose and intent, you know, and people just kind of show up. You know, and this goes along with what you were talking, you've been harping on all along, which is the whole technology thing that people are distracted by their phones. And so that goes hand in glove with the whole, we're not modeling it properly, right? Because part of the modeling too is, is like, Hey, we don't look at our Apple watch when we're playing, Hey, we don't grab for our phone in between when we're in between when we're it doesn't matter it's not about in between matches and points and all that stuff it could just be hey when we're taking a water break for just a minute or two we're still processing or thinking about what we just did and then we're trying to ask questions about that and if you don't have any questions that's okay it's you're new to the process you're going to learn eventually to ask questions and develop yourself and we're you're thinking about how this whole thing applies to you and maybe some of your limitations, some of your weaknesses, and then you're thinking about how you need to work on this, right? So you as a player are actively engaged with this whole thing and you're doing it in this way. And I think the coach is at the forefront of modeling that because I don't think, especially when you're talking about younger students, anybody under 16 is not going to be thinking about it. Some of them will because they'll have modeled it by watching it from a slam and they'll see how Rafa comes onto the court or Roger comes onto the court and they kind of model that to a certain extent, but that's about where it ends. And what I'm getting at is like, I think we need to carry it much further in because I think that's one of the things we've weakened about tennis that's caused us to be weak in tennis because, um, I am sure that at Spartak tennis facility in Russia, way one court place it's taken very seriously i am positive of that but not you think but not in the <laughs> not in the spoiled rotten usa with uh six indoor courts or eight indoor courts and you know i got driven up to the front of the building and <laughs> dropped off. And I, i've got my racket and i'm ready teach me something teacher um it's a little different but my point is is that i i I don't want to i think it's really important that we start modeling the purpose and the intent and so because when i see it because i see a lot of these lessons and i'll see the kid and there's no energy and i'm just like this is just i know it's not a waste of time i view it as a waste of time because the way i approach tennis maybe it's not it's getting the kid out he's having some activity he's enjoying himself to some degree but I also think it's doing a disservice to everything because it's doing a disservice to the to future of tennis. It's almost like, listen, if you don't, if it were my facility, if you, you have, this is how we, everybody shows up. This is the purpose and the intent. This is how the coaches show up. And this is the message and the body language and everything that transcends from the coaches down to the students. And if you're not following that, if you're a student Why not? And if you're not, if you're rebelling, that's cool. You can rebel, but that's not really, you know, that's not, I don't want that to infect the other people. And maybe this is not the club for you. And the point is, is that the whole grand point of this whole modeling thing is, I think it's also hurting our play. It's not just hurting our development, but it's hurting our play because it's like, you're sending this weird signal. And I've seen this over and over. So basically... We're not going to focus on any of that until you turn about 14. And then all of a sudden it's get serious time. Well, I want to be on the tennis team. (laughs) Well, maybe I've got enough. Maybe he's got enough juice in him or she's good enough to be, to get a college scholarship. She's got to get serious though. She's got to get serious. If she's going to do this, he's got to get serious. And it's like, well, wait a second. Why aren't we getting serious? Like the previous 10 years or the previous eight years, like meaning It doesn't have to be like, you know, military style, but the thing I'm, I'm trying to say is like, it should be somewhat serious right from the beginning. Even when you're talking about tiny tots class, like, Hey guys, this is how we go onto the court. Hey guys, this is the stance we try to have. Hey guys, this is, this is what we're going for. This is the model. And you could do it in various ways. It doesn't have to be just a coach modeling. The coach could bring up videos and show of little kids or, you know, younger kids taking the stance and, and then they see the modeling and they go, Oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. And then it, 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 it instills a purpose and intent that is somewhat serious without taking it too seriously. So
2: the problem, I think I have, I have multiple things to say on, on this, by the way, just from, in my opinion, <laughs> again, in the world of,
0: and the text world it's in, in the in,
2: in the world of people taking everything wrong. Is this IMHO
0: or IMO? in my humble opinion this could
2: be mom? this could be a PPO or an HMO I'm not really sure right now. Way <laughs> you're showing your age. Oh, Go my ahead. Lord. So there is we need to clarify. So what uh, this is tennis. We, so the, I'm, we're going to contradict her. I'm going to contradict tennis rockers and what I'm about to say there needs to be a set of guidelines that we can all agree on that this is tennis. Unfortunately, this is tennis turn into, which I, I always joke about, turn to the side, low to high, touch the sky. Everybody sees tennis that way, across the board. People that, that have never played or people that have played still step backwards to the side even though the ball's traveling away from them and then they, <laughs> they stare to go away and then they swing straight up and then catch the racket over their left shoulder. That has become the look of tennis since the day I started. And it's just, and there's still, there's a major university here that people go there and I have to undo everything they've taught. And the players themselves don't play like that at all. And it's a good university, like good tennis players. But when you go to their summer camp here, it's it's like, it's, it's brutal. You're just like, This is not even close to what any of us are teaching. So then what happens is it becomes so ingrained when you get them when the kids are older. Well, I've been going to this university for their summer camp for the last five years. Like, oh no, here I go. I'm gonna undo everything and start over again. So you just wasted all that time because they were taught a Frankenstein version of the game. So the things that... There has to be some things that we agree upon. And I know our thing was about the mashup and blowing up tennis and we should do things completely different, but there should be some four or five things that are just absolute that we say, look, this is tennis. This, these are things that we, we all have to agree on and we all have to push with our students. And I think that we should, again, there should be a pro organization for coaches that we can that run by coaches and maybe that's something we need to do where we're sharing ideas is, <laughs> not more some more things that we need to do but do <laughs> you get what i'm saying but there's no overarching thing where there's a dialogue
0: but i want to but i want no no but I, I, no, no, I, no, I, no i had no i have to say this you always have to say something i don't? have to no, because you just brought it back to the strokes and that sort of thing
1: i'm not
2: but i have other things to, to go with that okay That this—that's one aspect of it,
0: right? That again, I have. But that wasn't where I was going.
2: But again, it doesn't matter. We're talking about coming up with certain guidelines in general. I was using it as an example. Yeah. Well, the
0: USTA has tons of guidelines, though. So this has to kind of—we gotta—because the USTA has got reams of stuff on guidelines, from blowing your nose to everything, and it's like it's not working because it's too many guidelines. Right, right. This just is, Sully's guidelines.
2: No, but but again, it's when, when you're it's like information dump, right? When you're just slam, you're like oh, okay. But again, all these guidelines, ready? All these guidelines don't work for passive students. There there is a trend in the last ten years where the passivity of of kids is just right, and this again comes from from being coddled or being helicopter parent where they can't do anything when you explain something, they can't visualize, they can't, we have to go through a lesson four or five times for people to understand it, which is emotionally draining class after class after class where Mm -hmm. I show it, I explain it. It's not even that complicated. And they look at you with like, and not to be mean or they're just like, I don't get it. And they just, there's such a lack of of self-drive. It's, very, it's getting lower and lower in younger people and they don't have opinions. It's weird. It, there's this weird thing where they just want to be told what to do and they'll do it without any critical thinking or going deeper. And I don't want to say what the reason is for that. I don't know. But it, it makes it really difficult to do that. Lastly, so one was guidelines that we can all agree upon, whether it be on strokes or or demeanor or attitude. Like when we talked about like this is a, a professional, this is this is a pro, and this is a professional. What are those guidelines when you go to teach that the club wants you to follow? What are like the top four things we want all our students to get? Technique wise, which will make them better players. So there's the coach demeanor and how they handle themselves like in a business meeting, then there is the strokes or whatever techniques we think that we want all of our students to get. Then there's the, how do you get through the passivity of, of younger people that can't really think for themselves?
0: So, and, so that has to I've, be modeled though.
2: No, I, I understand that. But <clears throat> if you keep modeling and they don't understand it, that all you're doing is screaming into the wind. That at some point so now hold on right so if they can't get it because they're so passive with no critical thinking now we're going to get into the bandwidth of the coach there are coaches that are like oh my god just taught three hours man i am done and i'm like i just taught 13 and i'm just getting started right my energy and again doesn't mean i'm better than you you might be giving a better oh, yes it
0: does no it come doesn't. on you, no, it doesn't. you had a you yes. had a moment you're proud that's okay you no know. it's just different like
2: three hours is a joke <clears throat> to me it doesn't feel like i worked i know it feels like i'm stealing money but for other people it's just different everybody's wired differently it doesn't mean that i'm a better coach it just means i can suffer longer <laughs> but there's bandwidth also where just like a college professor someone's like i just lectured for three hours straight well unless you've lectured for three hours straight. Nobody knows what that's like. Unless, like for me, I can teach for 10 to 12 hours straight. But if you asked me to put a put a business plan together, I would blow my head off. That would be the worst so thing for me ever. I, I
0: don't want to get too far afield from this.
2: But hold on, it's not, a, let me, ah, it's band, so we have the bandwidth of the coach, yep. the passivity of the students, and then we have what things can we all agree on that we're going to model
0: and all these things are at play at the same time. I think you're giving huge excuses to everybody, and I'm kind of aggravated. I think I'm living in the real world, <clears throat> <clears throat> and I, I, that's great. So we should all just say screw it and not change anything. Here's what I'm saying: I'm saying when you say things like "you're talking about the bandwidth of the coach," some guys just can't handle it, but I can handle everything. And then you're talking about the passivity of the student. I think you're giving too much. You're giving way too much latitude. It's like listen wimbledon doesn't do any of that wimbledon says listen if you want to play at wimbledon you want to attend this is how it goes but those are pro athletes but it's but it's, this the spirit it's not we're not but it's talking one,
2: but it's one
0: day it's one two weeks no no, it's no. not listen you're you're basing do something. you want to teach here or not do you want to learn tennis here or not if you do this is how it goes if you don't go somewhere else that's it. Do you or don't you? It's that simple. It doesn't have to be this whole like, oh, but you got to understand. You got to understand. You got to understand. I don't have to understand anything. The only time I have to understand is if my business model is like, listen, I've got to understand because I've got nobody based on this approach. I'm getting, we're, we're not paying the bills. <laughs> we're going to have to close up. But what I'm saying is, what I'm suggesting is if you want to be here. Then this is how you have to show up. Businesses do it all the time. Businesses do it all the time. They don't. They don't. They don't sit there and say, "Listen, our employees only have so much bandwidth." If uh, you know, if they don't listen, if you can't handle an eight-hour shift and you can't do it to the expectations of the business, then it's not going to work out so here for you. So
2: you're talking about a training program, a real training program. And
0: and they do it all the time too. In the passivity of 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 other people, they're like, you know. Bob, can I just talk to you for a second? Um, you know, you, you really, you know, when <laughs> when you're when you're approaching the customers at the customer service desk, you can't be like, "Hey, what's up?" So, if you do that again, it's really not going to work out here for you. Okay? Thank you. Have a good day. What I'm trying to say is is yes, you're talking about a training program, but not really. Training programs, you know what? You and I could put together a 10 minute video that just plays on a loop. And it has like those cheap, (laughs) those cheap introductions. That's like how we approach the court. And it's got a kid who carries his bag a certain way. And it's a video loop. And he walks down to the court and he walks over and he waves to to the teacher and he prepares to get on the court. And then we say, this is how he gets onto the court. And then he puts his bag down and he gets ready. And he, then he stands there and he stands there ready and then he does it notice Bob's here's Bob again notice his body position Bob's body position. It just rhymes So go with it. So but the point is is that and then now Bob is in the lesson Or Bobby whatever and now Bob is in the lesson notice how Bob makes eye contact with the teacher Notice how when the teacher explains something the teacher and we could have one for the coaches, too right this is <laughs> Bobby senior the coach the point is is that he walks onto the court. He's there early with his ball cart. When a student walks on, he greets them with a hello. And he models for them when, when he's hitting, notice his body stance notice how what he brings to it he doesn't do this and we can have a big circle on it with a guy just standing there going like this hitting the ball he does this he models it for the student right when the student plays the student is to expected to do this to make these movements the tennis the tennis appropriate body movements right and and when the t and, and 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 when and then we can have another video when a teacher is explaining something and he could have a board, <laughs> like a position, like an X's and O's thing. The student is paying attention and looking and nodding in agreement or asking questions by raising a hand. Then the student is going onto the court and actively working at trying to do it. The student may make mistakes, but the student is actively trying to do it in a way that comports with how we play tennis, not fly swatter tennis, right? Not, I don't give a crap tennis, but they're actively trying to do it. They're going to make mistakes, whatever. The point is we could do, we could do 10 of those video loops that just play and people could watch them, you know, almost like a, a, almost like a Japanese menu. They see the picture of the meal and they're like, oh, that's what uh, Mugu guy pan looks like. That's really good. I like that. I think I'll go with that. Or no, I'd like the mushu. It looks better, right? The point is, is that you're modeling that and we could put that on a video loop. And I'm just saying like, when you say these things like, you know, the coaches only have so much bandwidth and the, 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 the students are so passive. I see it as writing off everybody. And I see it as, well, this is just the how it is, and you gotta understand, and it's not gonna change. And I'm saying, yeah, that's great for those people, but what I'm saying is, is, I think it's doing a disservice to tennis, and I think that there's a way to nip it in the bud. I think if you did things like, and it doesn't have to be huge training classes where you roll out a whole program, you could literally do some video loops that, are, that play over and over for people who come into your club, your facility, and they could watch them like, and it could just be like almost a silent movie, like how I walk onto the court how i approach my coach how i work in a tennis lesson the questions i ask the mental processing i go through right it could be like just those and then how i exit the court bye-bye you know what i mean and then we could also have court etiquette i don't leave trash I put away my trash. I put it. You know what I'm saying? Like all these things like these video loops. I know they sound ridiculous. They almost sound like driver's ed, you know, things. Remember the driver's ed class stuff that you had where it's like, this is Bob. He's getting ready to leave. there's Bob again. He's getting ready to leave his house. And now he's going to make sure that he has ample time before he is going to go and drive. He's not going to be in a hurry because if Bob is in a hurry and he's on the road, he's likely to die. And everybody's like, of course, he's got to leave. But then we're all doing it, right? We're all like, oh, I don't have any
1: time, I just got to leave now. I don't really care i going to drive fast why are you going to slow
0: you know this this whole thing so the point is we could have those video loops and then it doesn't have to be this grand training program that's you know laid out you know raytheon military style but it's more just you know hey here's video loops you should watch them i want you to stand there for 20 minutes and watch these video loops they're pretty important when you come to our club they're kind of like they they this is the way we do it here and people will be like oh oh Look at that. So, And then it helps because you have to have other people. Now, look, is everybody going to lockstep follow this? Are you going to have people? Is it going to be a hot mess? Yeah, it's going to be a hot mess. But the more you have pros modeling this, the more you have people at the facility modeling this. If you do have your tennis concierge, which was a great idea, by the way, those people modeling it, it kind of gets in the spirit of this is how this whole thing goes.
2: But this feels scary to club <laughs> club owners and facilities because if you're struggling to make ends meet, this, right, this seems like that, would you call it the cliff for businesses, the?
0: Yeah, the financial cliff, I the, guess. I can't or, No, no, the album. abyss. Yeah,
2: The financial abyss where you're mm-hmm. like, I, where we know that, you're, that what you're doing is not working, but you're scared to make the change. Right. So
0: you're so you're going to go down with the Titanic versus yeah, but I don't think it has right, to right. be like a, a an extreme switch. I think you could make the video loops and start to implement it slowly until it becomes part of a culture. I'm not suggesting that you make a hard right turn or you do a 180 in your business model and, tell, and kick everybody out who's basically doesn't give a crap. I'm saying slowly, but it's the frog boiling water thing, right? Put a pot, put a put a hot boiling pot of hot boiling water on the stove and drop a frog in it he'll jump out right away but if you put a frog in some water in a pot and it's cold he'll sit there and then you turn up the heat and then you watch what happens And his feet stick and now it's too late but the point is, is that you change the culture slowly and you start to un you start to unveil that culture like this is how we do it and this is the modeling that we do i mean come on if you were to join a rock band <clears throat> and you were to show up if you were to join Aerosmith, let's say you were now the bass player in Aerosmith, you're not gonna show up and be like, hey, what's up? What's up, Joey? What's up? What's up, Steve? What's up? You know, you're not gonna be like that. You're gonna, you're gonna. first of all, you're gonna be nervous. Second of all, there's gonna be a certain way you carry yourself. Third of all, you're gonna be a certain way you dress. Fourth of all, there's going to be a certain energy. And you're going, well, that's Aerosmith. I'm joining Aerosmith, man. I'm not taking a tennis lesson on a crummy court somewhere. I'm joining Aerosmith. Don't you get it? Well, yeah, I do. But like, what if in five, 10 years, you want to go out for the tennis team or you want to play for college tennis? I mean, then what? You're going to not have had, you're not going to have practiced any of that stuff. And now you're going to have, you're going to be short and you got to hurry up and you got to figure out how to do all that. Like, all I'm saying is like, and, and also it, it gets people into, into what they're doing more. It develops that depth of interest, which I've always been harping on. You know, it just. Yeah, but what, again, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm
2: just, I just see so many hurdles. I'm going to tell you, I have people that I've taught who I really care mm-hmm. about. Young people that in a lesson will be great in a private and then they go out to a class and they play exactly the opposite. Not even close. And you're like, what happened? And they're just like, I don't, there's just, again, I've seen coaches that are really trying, who I really like. So in that, that case, don't, just, you just,
0: don't you just write it off? Aren't you just like, well, you know what? They're just never going to, so I'm going to focus my energy. I'll still be good for them, but I'm going to focus my energy on the kid who is really trying.
2: No, Did no, but no, really? no, 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 no. That's not what I said. Okay. That's not what I, I didn't say they're not trying. There's a giant disconnect that's what I'm saying. Unless you've been teaching people for a while and coaches and teachers, school teachers know also there is a complete separation where you're like, what just happened? This is not even close to what we worked on. We've been working on for Mm -hmm. 10 weeks. The the girl, again, I had that girl yesterday in class, 10 private lessons, a thousand dollars of lessons. And there wasn't one thing that stuck. And again, I don't think, and I've had like you've had conversations. We've had up and down the roof, trying to figure out what's going on, and there's just nothing. And I modeled it. I've done everything you said the way about this because that's who I am as a person, and it didn't work. And when you have that with multiple students on a daily basis, it's it's. And get I do bristle because it's hard for you for you to cavalierly say all these great things when. I'm there and other coaches are now nodding their head with me like, it's brutal. You gotta be kidding me. I just spent running up and down this court for you, giving my energy every time we have a lesson blasting with you and not one thing stuck and it, and they're not doing the, the students not doing maliciously. They're not trying not to try. They're like, I don't know. And you're like, I don't know. And at some point, like everyone's just like throwing their hands up and you're like, I I guess we'll just kind of roll this until I don't know you get it or you don't. And so, so, so so I guess I'm just saying, I'm not disagreeing with you. Right. What I'm saying is this is, this is really difficult to, to change. And I want the culture to change because I I hold this sport in such high regard The tennis and music are my two things man, right? And I'm very very lucky and if anybody can has one of those things And I, they they know what I'm talking about, but yeah, but I don't again to get this to change We need some ma- people to like say okay, we're not gonna throw our hands up. We're gonna really, we're gonna all dig in here across the board and not make this a competitive thing between clubs. We're gonna club share our students. We're gonna really try to help everybody out in the tennis community from from state to state. From town to town, if you're in Northbrook, you're in Glenview, you know what? There's a pro over in Northbrook you should work with. Hey, there's somebody over in Glenview you should work with. Hey, you should work with Sully or blah, blah, blah in Wilmette. Here are these different, because this person would be right for you. Because when every, when every club is healthy, the sport of tennis is healthy.
0: So what you're saying is that we're in, tennis is in an economic position where it can't afford to do this.
2: But right, and I get right. But you're like me saying, then how do we get to that? And this is the suggestion that you're making to how we get to become economically sound and viable that we can make other changes. Also, Mm. these are small changes we can make. I what I'm hearing from you that would make this economically feasible to make even bigger sweeping changes that would bring people back to the game of tennis to stop being such an elite sport. There, where this could become something that everybody wants to do and will be on the path to being elite. Not necessarily that they'll become elite themselves. And I get that, but I'm also, I want what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my, I mean, there's so many hurdles here. And I'm going to tell you, it also comes down to the openness of the students, the openness of the parents, the openness of players that are already out there that throw their tennis top cans on the court. And so, but leave this is in interesting. This state. is it.
0: I get it. I, this, and I, and, and I think we're on the same path here. This is interesting because really what you seem to be saying is we're coming at it from two different angles as we usually do. What you seem to be saying is that the culture is such that there is, that it's so prevailing that it's going this way that it's, it's, it's almost too much to, to, to make a change now. And it's very risky economically. And what I'm saying is I don't care. I'm saying that maybe we're doing ourselves a disservice because we're maybe we need to go down the road of making tennis a little bit. We need to get small before we can get big again. And we need to pare back before we can expand and that's what i'm trying to get to if we pair back and we make it a little more exclusive a little bit more whatever a bit more wimbledon right here's a good maybe bad analogy but there is a new and I, i don't know the name of it so don't ask me i can't remember but it's a i think it's a new um it's a new technology app or forum. It might even be a podcast forum and it's by invitation only. (laughs) Right. And the only way you can get access to this is if somebody has been a guest on this thing. Right. And that's the only way you can, you can hear episodes and then somebody who's been a guest will share that with you. And the premise is exclusivity. The premise is pairing back instead of making it. It's going the opposite of what we've done. The free culture, right? The free culture. Of course, it should be free. Everything is free. Well, you get what you pay for, right? And and then the dollar chasing and the whole thing. And all I'm suggesting is maybe tennis needs to pair back before it can bloom. Before it can, you know, it can go forward a little bit.
2: Yeah. No. And I I think this makes sense to me. I wanted to expound for a second that i feel that outside culture is permeating the inside culture of tennis so much and it's so evasive
0: invasive
2: Uh, yeah it's um yeah sorry um invasive and it's subversive There, there, there we go it's it's like it's just kind of i guess that apathy the kids not being able to look at move like look at patterns and process to critical think on their own to be handheld through every step of every process for every little bit of minutia that it's it's drain that and again I'm, I'm going to blame our culture right now the information well, so I had, has just permeated into every aspect of our that, it, that it's it's shutting it down.
0: Well so' I'll, get, I'll share this quick story with you. Please. so I'm talking with my kids about their snow shoveling experience and their little business that they set up. And my kids are very young and they decide to do this on their own, which is wacky to me, which is, which is great. But I said to them, I kind of inversed it in the car ride on the way out the other day. I was like, so did you guys have a class in snow shoveling? And they're like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> you mean someone didn't show you how to use a shovel? And they're like, no. And I said, Well, where did you learn to use a shovel? And they're like, I don't know, backyard, digging at the beach, whatever. And I'm like, okay. I said, did someone teach you how to walk down the sidewalk and walk to a neighbor's house and walk up to the door and knock or ring? They're like, no, no one taught me how to do that. And I'm like, and did someone ask you, did someone teach you how to ask if someone needs snow shoveling? And if and how much it would be and and you would name a price and they're like, no, kind of just figured that out, kind of just went along the way. The point is, is that like they didn't have classes in any of this stuff. They were self-motivated to do it. They were self-directed. They decided to do all this stuff. They wanted the money (laughs) and they were willing to put the work in to do this. Right. But you have you and your wife Mm. have taught critical
2: thinking you have put them in situations, which is not just tennis. Right. And that's why I started working with you because you have allowed them tons of free time to be kids. Right. This is not, this is not heavy handed right. parenting where sometimes I think you come across like I'm running the show and it's this way all the time. And this is the way I talk is I'm clutch. And, and this is the way it goes guys. And just do what I tell you. But actually you're not, you leave tons of space. That's just your intensity. The, that's not, through your actions, your actions are—they have tons and tons of time to play, be imaginative, and be kids. And then there are moments of, hey guys, we got like chores. We hmm. like we every Saturday we had to do chores in the Sullivan house. Right. Hedge it. my mom would do the hedges, and we would have to run behind her with a rake. And in, right, and she's yeah. like, "Hurry up, boys!" And we'd be, I'd be raking, and my brother would be putting in the she's bag. Got a cigarette
0: in her mouth while she's training. no,
2: she had quit by that time. But <laughs> she should have quit earlier, actually. But it was, you know, it was yeah. clean time, and right. we, the expectation was we did not do anything until our chores were finished every right. single Saturday. Right. But that, but that's also, I'll be honest with you, that's why. Like at nine, I was like, I want a job. So
0: hold on a second. So Fran Sullivan, she did that. She modeled for you what was expected. Yes. Why isn't the tennis club doing that? And what you're seeing, what you're saying is that it's a chicken and egg thing. You're saying that the people can't be modeled to because they won't take to it, and they might also resist it, and that might also cause them to walk away from your tennis club and not want to pay your bills, <laughs> which is a real problem. And 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 you seem to be saying that. But but if we slowly made some changes, could we not? have a could we not have that effect ultimately hurry up boys come on let's go this is the way we do it just if you take that just that small that small example like okay you're following me this is the way we do it right not not hey whatever oh check my apple watch uh mom i have to i got a message i gotta get to i can't get the rest of these uh trimmed off uh, evergreen bushes i gotta check that okay you know, there isn't, there wasn't that obviously at the time. But I'm just saying
2: <laughs> Fran would be swinging mm, with the hedge clippers. <laughs>
0: she would have taken the hedge trimmer and oh, sawed, good, off oh, oh, watch, sawed off your Apple Watch, sawed off your Apple Watch, and stepped on and it my with heel. Right? Yeah. No, but the point I'm trying to make is that if parents can do it, or they used to do it, if then clubs can do it, coaches can do it, and it doesn't have to be this big, giant, monumental thing. And I don't. It can happen slowly. And it can happen deliberately. And it can, before you know it, it's the culture has completely changed, right? We're not saying go in and do a 180 on every tennis club's culture. We're just, I'm just saying, me, I'm speaking for this, is we slowly start to implement some of these changes. You know, just start with something simple. I need you guys, I need the front desk to walk the people down or model to them how they walk onto the court. Just do that. Really? Okay, we're doing that. Why are we doing that? Well, we just think it's a good idea. Then we let a couple weeks go by or a couple months go by. And it's like, you know, when they walk onto the court coaches, we're going to need you to, we're going to need you to set the expectations with them. These are the four expectations. And when they're engaged, they actually are engaged and just get them to process and get them to just that, just that. And when they don't, you sit there and say, Hey, you know what? It's kind of a rule of the club. You gotta, it's a rule of the club that you gotta show up when you're on the court, you gotta hold a stance, a court stance, right? You gotta, you gotta play through the ball, regardless of whether you have a crummy stroke or you have a great stroke, this is the rule of the club. And you kind of got to do that. And they're like, Oh, it's a rule of the club. Okay. Okay right? When you, do, you know what I'm saying? Like you just kind of slowly implement these things and then it, it feeds its way down. Like it's rule of the club. You know what? You pick up your trash when you leave the court and you put it in the, it's a rule of the club. So don't leave your masks and your old, t- your old tops and your, and your Gatorade stuff on the court. You got you to gotta put that away. Okay. Oh, it's a rule of the club. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I respect the club. I'll do that.
2: Yeah. But then there needs to be a penalty if you don't. Right, there needs to be some sort of maybe it's a tra- maybe it's a litter slap penalty. on the wrist. It's a
0: litter penalty, five bucks. <laughs> you left your stuff. Hey, you left your stuff on the court. You know, and somebody's gonna be like, "Wow, well, we can't inspect the court after every time." Well, you know what? Maybe you know the coach saw that you did it, and you know, hey, or it's a warning. You know what? Hey, I saw you left your stuff on the court. I gotta, you know, I'm gonna let the front desk know that you did it, and then the next time they they give a fine. Or whatever all i'm saying is this is not all these are just examples of a greater like modeling this stuff and maybe pairing back some of this stuff and right. not being afraid to do some of these changes will ultimately lead to the growth in it because it's like it creates this whole respect thing come up with your own come up with one
2: right. that you would like to see right happen in your club yeah. With your coaches or with your desk staff,
0: your students, your student. Yeah.
2: No, well this happens to students. You need to, you need to have it up and, and the club and that will affect right. the students. Right. Right. we we'll get right. It doesn't affect the students. Right. You unless- train,
0: you train the people that are working there to impart the lessons to the people who come there, the customers. Yes. Yeah. They yes. impart, they impart that behavior. They impart that, whatever it is, they impart that intention. To show up. This is how you show up. This is how you play. This is how you practice. Even if you're not a very good player, it doesn't really matter. Even if you're just wanting to be a recreational player, this is, you know Well, it's
2: gonna make you better. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, there's yeah. there's welcome to the club. Right. This so again, ready, and we had talked about this like a marketing thing. This is tennis. So like so for me, when you keep saying these things, this is where and I know we gotta wrap this up. But because you have players that are more it's a me sport, they're they're always contradicting or trying to prove what a, like another coach didn't address or work on. And you're like, listen, I didn't get to that, right? there's There's this, always this thing of like instantly some coach is already disagreeing with you without even hearing what you're saying. There's already this competitive thing that's and they don't mean it. It's just the way they're wired
0: because you're out there by yourself. It's not just that you're an expert as a coach. And you are looking to bring your expertise to it so that you appear, you, you are giving some sort of value exchange for what people have paid for, you know, I, I mean, I, and I'm not going to get into, I just talked to a parent the other day and he's like, he's like, it's a hundred bucks. He goes, I know, I know the facility's getting 50 bucks, but even for 50 bucks, I expect results. I expect results for 50 bucks. I don't expect the guy to be like, Hey, how's it going? And hit some balls. I can do that. I expect results. And that was his opinion and I'm not going to get into that whole thing about good bad whatever. but The point is is that I think that that kind of we have to as you have to communicate that down like what's the what are the expectations? Yes, you should get some results, but at the same time that doesn't mean necessarily you're you know, you're finding faults with somebody else's work. You're you're just moving forward with what you have, but you're also setting the modeling like this is what we're trying to do when we play the game this is what we, this is how we approach the game
2: but you can't have this is tennis as some guidelines if everybody within your facility is contradicting each other
0: right that doesn't work but either. that's where the message is communicated from up high that this is how this facility operates i'm telling you you, you don't you don't have enough business experience i might have right. and i have a kind of coaching experience but i'm telling you in every business you, when you interact with another business, it's very obvious who it's very obvious that the message has either been what message has been sent from the top and the messages that have been sent from the top that are lackadaisical or kind of, it's a, it's a toxic culture or it's to whatever it's coming from the top. It's coming from the top. I mean, it, it just is my, my wife worked in a, in a small IT consulting firm for a long time ago for a while. And the guy was just brutal. One of the owners was just brutal. He was, he had tons of cynicism and he was negative and dark and he, he would scream at people. And then he would, he would say, you know, do you want, do I'm not going to have to make you re-interview for your job? You know, like he would, he was like brutal, like the most brutal guy that's out there. And, and He made her cry and, you know, that culture was set from the top and his co-owner never, he kind of liked it. Which is really sadistic, but he really kind of liked it because he thought it kept people in line and he really didn't care how people were treated. But the point is that that comes from the top and it can change. And it doesn't have to mean you make monumental changes. You can make incremental, small changes that start to send a message that this is how we do business. This is what we expect of the people that work here, but this is also what we expect of the people who play here. And it doesn't have to be. You want, to bring back, you want to bring back some of this, and I'm telling you, I think it can pay big dividends. You might sit there and say, I'm pie in the sky, but listen, we need some pie in the sky because right now, tennis does not, you know, it's, it's, it's now begging for business. I don't think you ever want to be in the position of begging for business. That's just, that's just my, I think you're begging for business when you're doing that, and I don't think tennis is too good of a sport to beg for business. It just is. People should be
2: begging us to teach them the game. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get it. Yeah. There's too many, there's too many benefits to it.
0: It's not even, yeah, there's, there's benefits to it, but it's just, it's just a cool thing to, to, do like it's a cool once you start to get to really play the sport well it's just a cool fun thing to do i mean i'm on the court with my kids playing a game with my kids what a gas is that a game that i taught my kids it's like wow this is really cool like how often is that i mean yeah i could i guess i could play a video game yeah i guess i could play Papa shot or whatever but that's not the same this is a more complicated game and it's fun and i'm proud and there's a whole mix of feelings but the point is i think we have to pare back and then go forward so we're looking at coaches modeling some sort of behavior
2: with attitude emotional that the club wants so the club is going to set that and physical behavior and physical behavior and not saying you can't have your personality we're saying right there's these things here that we'd like you to to be like or to implement, but you can still be you, right? We have an expectation of either through videos or, like we had talked about in an earlier episode, having pictures of fruit and vegetables in mm-hmm. in the club, yeah, right. So yeah. through either videos or through pictures or through literature, what we would like you to bring to your lesson. Yeah. This would enhance. You know what? Actually, you know what? Hold on. Why isn't there that? Why isn't there like like the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Or or from the Hamilton. Ten commandments of or, or tennis. the ten dual commandments from Hamilton. Right. That's a great song. That we have what we the club would like you to bring this to your lesson today. This was gonna help you really learn tennis <clears throat> because this is tennis. Right. Right? Did you tennis today? Yeah. Right. Did you tennis today? Yeah. I did. Did you bring this to your lesson? I did not. Then you did not tennis. Right. These five things would help you not only tennis correctly, you're going to get better at tennis, and you're going to understand what tennis is, the complexity, and the depth of it that's going to make you forget all the garbage in your life right now. Because
0: I guarantee you, when Steven Tyler shows up even to a rehearsal, he's still wearing the clothes he's wearing that he's going to perform in. He's, he is, he's got the nail polish. He's bringing it. He's bringing it. And even when he's at a rehearsal, probably in some warehouse somewhere for the new album or whatever, he's bringing it. He's, he's showing up a certain way. He's doing the whole thing. And he doesn't have a coach who's saying, hey, now uh, when you show up at the uh, Aerosmith rehearsal, you're going to want to wear this and walk in this way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <clears throat> and you're going to want to talk like this. And then you're going to want to sing like this, really passionate. And you're going to want to hold on to the microphone a certain way. And then you're going to want to scream low into it and then stare out into space and engage your audience just like that. But hold on. Go but, ahead. But, but, but do is, it. You there, can do the, it, th- Stephen. But there's a balance here.
2: <laughs> hold on. But there's a balance here between modeling behavior and that you expect from, like, let's say, a company and authenticity of who you are as a person you know as a creative you're allowed you're making your own brand and you're carving out your own system and then you're like this is my system right so yeah but but, robert
0: plant robert plant from led zeppelin and um oh god now i'm losing who's the def Leppard guy god joe elliott joe elliott they all pretty much grabbed the microphone have long hair, and approach it a certain way. They all have personalities, and they're all different, but the point is is that they show up as a rock star. They know yeah, but there's, how to drive that bus. But there's
2: an authenticity to that. Like I'm a huge Doors fan, right? And everyone's like, oh, Jim looks cool, cool in the leather jeans. Well, that's all he had, and he actually wore them without underwear like five days a week, and he smelled.
0: Yeah, right. But everyone's Why like, not? but
2: on stage, it looked really cool. But Jim was actually a screw driving, drinking kind of right. introvert that wore dirty clothes. So, but, you're, it's interesting know, you're, but, but that's what, actually it's who It's interesting
0: he, what you're saying, though. That's a really interesting analogy, because what you're really saying there is that when Jim showed up to be Jim at the rehearsal or at the, at the gig, he knew he had to show up a certain way. No, he just wore that anyway. I guess what I'm saying is there's that, that
2: he, that was who he was. He, because he didn't have any money and he's just like, oh, I, I want to write. I'm not going to change my clothes. That's annoying. Right? It's almost like, yeah, uh, it's like Einstein. Einstein had the same jacket, tweed jacket and pants because he's like, I don't want to deal with this because it takes me away from that. Right. And I think that when you learn as a creative in a weird way, your, it's like with my Mohawk, it's again, it's, I don't feel like me without it. And it feels like it's like permission to be me and be authentic and who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And that I want to convey that, but I Mm -hmm. also have a set of rules with this. And Steven Tyler is that as he, as Robert Plant is, this is how they look all the time because it's authentic to who they are. But within the context of that uniform, let's go uniform or their suit that they wear to work, there are modeled behaviors that they keep emulating and putting out there.
0: It's not just, yeah, there's, there's an intent that they come to every rehearsal or every performance or everything with, this is how I'm gonna bring it. This is how I'm gonna, these are the moves I'm gonna make, whether they know it or not. These are the moves I'm gonna make. This is the way I'm gonna use my voice. This is the way I'm gonna use my body. This is the what I'm going to do. There's an intent, and then vis-a-vis that intent, they end up modeling that this is the behavior of a rock star for other people who are seeking to become rock stars.
2: So here's, here's there it but, is. okay,
0: ready? Yes. Uh, Thank you, brain. I just rocked my brain. And I'm super excited about it. And I can tell you are too.
2: <laughs> I'm about no, I'm I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think you pushed it a little prematurely.
0: Because you want the clapping moment.
1: I do it. You you're you're selfish, man. That's the competitive me. Want uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to end the episode yeah, on
0: that. Yeah, yeah, There,
2: There should be... It's okay, I'll give you a clap. But I think... <laughs> you got the whole audience, though. <laughs> you got the stadium clap. I know. I did, I did the one right, guy.
0: Right, hey, it's the loving clap. Go ahead. But
2: I think a segue to the modeling or the expectations of the club to the coaches. Somebody should come out with each coach and have body language projection notes for a pro, and not from the club, almost. We always have these consultants that come in in businesses, here's one, I'm teaching a class and the body language consultant comes in and says, do you know that through your the way your arms are crossed when you're speaking, it's actually very confrontational. It means you're closed, and it's a controlling thing. Oh, it is right.
0: It's, Did you really have
2: that? No. I, this is what should be done. Oh, right. But no, and I've, I'm just self aware of it. Right. I, I'm. I'm a. Fr- I, I've got crazy brain. I, I replay in my head. Yeah. Yeah. No. I know. You know.
0: Because you Ooh, no, my, it's not just that you want to get your message across. But
2: yeah, you know. No, but what I'm saying though is, I feel yeah. days where I'm edgy, where I've had right. a bad. My kids were just destroying me, and I yeah. just couldn't keep up. And then I go to work, and I'm just edgy, and I can feel it. Right. And I'm and I'm trying to catch myself of like, oh, I'm coming across aggressive. I need to like, I'm in class, yeah. trying to run my lesson.
0: I know that feeling. I've been in a podcast with a guy who's really edgy, <laughs> and, then, and he's like really edgy, really edgy, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Go ahead. So we were saying, you want to have your clap moment. I'm ready to give it to you. <laughs> Go ahead. Please do.
2: Then I don't know if people understand as a, co- if co- not people coaches, that their body language, their tone, right. How they say things. Yeah. Really influences how somebody is learning. Yeah. Right. Whether or not they put up their, their, def- their, these are hidden barriers. We could be creating our own hidden barriers. Right. So if we're going to go to the modeling route, we also need to address then your own behavior on the court. You can't just say to somebody, like with your kids, when they're doing something, you've had other instances of them shoveling, just wasn't shoveling, where it was its work on the tennis court. So what they did was they took figuring out, here we go, critical thinking, through the hard work of the tennis court, doing their footwork, doing their stretching. Hey, we need, this is, what do we do? We have to clean up the balls in this manner with the Tama. We need to do X, Y, and Z. So ready, the minute you say, in our lessons, we have to do X, Y, and Z, and then Bomber says, hey, you want to go shoveling to Cannibal? He's like, oh yeah, we need an X, Y, and Z. Well, what do we need? Well, we use a hopper to clean up tennis balls. I guess we need a shovel. No, there's two of us. We need two shovels. We only have one i know i'll steal one from the neighbors they don't <laughs> use the shovel right but there's also oh i've seen mom and dad walk into the tennis facility and say Hey guys, how's it going? We have a court, so they're watching that interaction right. in a transactional
0: right. Before way. before I go on the tennis facility, I mean, my kids, even though they go on and they start practicing, they see all the stuff I do to set it up. Like I'm closing the curtain, I'm getting the I'm getting the cones. There's your modeling. Yeah. So what
2: they did was they took that modeling and right. then took that model and applied it to shoveling snow and added a financial tracks transaction right. on the other side where you're paying for court time. They're now getting paid to shovel. So now they're at the front desk. Right. Right. So but they've they've connected those dots. Right. And so that's where you you, I agree with there's modeling and but if you're unable to see the similarities between walking into the tennis club, Mm -hmm. being the customer, and then flipping it into shoveling snow where you're the business. And that was, I guess, what I was trying to say earlier they're not connecting dots. Right. People are not able to see that. Do you see that these are the same thing? They're just dressed differently.
0: I guess the thing is, is and we can close on this okay. or whatever you want, but I guess the thing is, if my kid was studying to be a rock star, and who knows, maybe he will. <laughs> but the point is, if my kid was studying to be a rock star, I would be I, 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 not just getting him into voice lessons and his other instrument lessons, but I would also be showing him the passion and the energy that he needs to bring i'd be showing him the clothes he needs to choose from the way just not he can choose his own style but the clothes the way it the way it works the way the whole thing i'd be showing him that and i'd be delivering on the energy and i'd be trying to pass along the intention and the, everything that you're going to bring to it when you're going to show up as a rock star so it's the same thing as you're going to show up as a tennis player, <laughs> but this is the energy and the intention you're going to you're going to bring to it. Because if you,
2: I get the last word on this. As a creative, I've chosen I chose the creative lifestyle, and I was lucky enough to fall into tennis. My kids will say to me, "Dad, do you have any other clothes that are not black?" <laughs> or, "Dad, what, what do you think you have enough skulls?" No. But I'll say right, and I'll say, "Listen," and I tell them I've cho- I chose a creative lifestyle that I am I am a songwriter in my head all the time. I am always doing. And, and what do they do? They see me every morning, skull ring, skull necklace. I got my right. I got my black shirt. Hmm, what should I wear with the black shirt? My black shorts. Right. I have my black jacket. I got my black boots. I'm ready to rock at all times. Then what do they see me do? Sitting and writing all the time. They see my lyrics hanging up. They see me working it out. They see me listening all the time. They've seen me working with the band. They've seen me, when I work with the band, they'll they'll say to me, wow, we could hear you down in the basement. And I'll say, well, I'm bringing it. So without them being told what to do, without me helicopter parenting them on what to do. They're seeing me interact with another bunch of creatives who are operating at the same level. And that in itself is probably one of the best educations because like this is how it's done. And that's what you're saying is we're not doing that on a daily basis in tennis. We're not, uh, hell yeah baby! Woo! Oh, yes, God. damn,
0: that took a while, but I we just, got it. You there. know what? You we know what, I, did, I had, I had got, to bring it I back to you. me, though. I, I had to make it. I all know you me. do. You do. Yeah, you do. You yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. But I had a you process. It. your brain and your body.
2: I, no, I did, and I think that that <laughs> really brought it. That our, but I do that when I get ready for tennis. Also, yeah. So, are other coaches doing that? or other and I know it sounds silly. I'm sure so but, are, but, but yeah. like when you're going to work at the front, right? Oh, hold on! You're going to hit it again. Oh. I, I'm going to get a double applause, <clears throat> two standing ovations. He thinks we'll see the difference between a desk person mm-hmm. and a concierge mm-hmm. is the concierge prepares. They're putting on the jacket, right, and the <clears throat> name,
0: right, Roberta. It's not Bobby. Right. It's Roberta. And they've got their watch a certain and, way. And oh, it, and if it's and a nice... And, right, and yeah. they've got a nice... And their manicured fingernails. No, and, and there's... Hair is coiffed, and yeah. I'm going to give you some
2: information right. that you're going to be like, wow, I've right. never got, I've never mm-hmm. gotten information like that before. Well, there is a... Yeah, right? there, and there's, there's also
0: an element of exclusivity and there's an element of secrecy i'm sharing this with you this insider knowledge you know what i mean <laughs> even though they're passing it along to 500 other people that day if you work at the roosevelt and well that's long live the roosevelt it's gone now but
2: there is an expectation because when you've gotten a bad concierge right you get annoyed mm-hmm. right. you know you're like oh man
0: yeah this is right so or not even a bad one but just checked out super busy the whole thing you but know,
2: by yeah. even using the word concierge right aren't we changing yeah aren't we changing your attitude and
0: your your mindset
2: oh when god you go you're making work. tennis
0: more elite though man it should be for the people i think you're right i think you got to make it a little bit more elite i think actually we got to go the other way
2: maybe that was the mistake yeah it became for the masses
0: right one two three easy
2: and then yes, and then it went the other way because other sports, they they can pull you more because the, it's unfair
0: because they're group sports. There's right. instant connection. Well, not just that, but also hey, we need we need 15 people here, <laughs> not one. Right. You walk on a tennis court, you need one, you need two people, and you're good.
2: So the coaches also need to have the concierge mentality,
0: right? Whew. I think oh, yes! Come on, baby! I- uh, <laughs> yes! Okay, I'll lower it. <laughs> oh no! Okay, all right. I give you. A. Okay, there you go. There you go. It's all about him. This
2: is good. Okay, you I brought think- me around. You brought me around.
0: There's yeah. a way. There's, there's got to be ways to do this. There's got to be ways. Come on, man. There's got to be ways. There's got to be ways to do it. It's it's a sport we both love. There's got to be ways to do this. We just got to figure out how. And it's a slow process. But I think it's we're onto something. I just rocked my brain. Dude,
2: and you just rocked my body. Rock on, tennis tennis
0: rockers.